0: God does extraordinary things through ordinary people. So each week we sit down with a soda to hear a story from a different person from our church family. Welcome to the Sodas and Stories podcast where we dive deep into the hurts, the healings, the tragedies, and the triumphs of all the different members of our church family. Each week we hear about someone different story and what God has done through their lives. Feel free to share and subscribe to what we're doing here Thank you so much for being a part of this, and welcome to the journey. Well, welcome back to Sodas and Stories. It's been a way too long of a hiatus, but we got a special guest in this week. We have yet another elder joining us joining the ranks of Santa himself, Sid Dowell. Mm -hmm. So this week we've got John Keller with us this week. John, how are we doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Good, yeah. And you took time out of your busy work schedule where you travel to a different state about every uh, three hours, per Mm se. And so... John has more frequent flyer miles than
1: any human being I know on right. Earth right now. Uh, Casey knows that's not true because <laughs> because I told him a little known fact about me is I like a simple life. That's so, <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Sid, you know, Sid doing all the traveling he does on Christmas Eve probably outranks you anyway. I would say so. Think so. Right. That would make way more sense. Well. Um, john has has been serving as a shepherd for about three years now at our church and you've been a part of our church family for how long since uh 98 1998 98, so that's 23 years
1: yeah we took a little break we took okay. a couple of year break uh deborah and i uh, felt we needed to to venture out and we went to uh we didn't nope. we never placed membership but we did go to oak hills for some time okay and then we said you know our heart's been back at Northwest and we returned, so. Cool. Well, so let's kind of start at the beginning for
0: you and your story. So what kind of family were you raised in? Were you raised in the church? Did you come to Christ at some point? What was that like for you?
1: Yeah, so it's a a little bit unusual. So there's Church of Christ heritage in my my family. It's from uh, my grandmother, my maternal grandmother uh, side. And uh, so my dad's family, the Keller side of the family, uh, was basically Catholic until his dad, and they turned to Pentecostal. Okay. And then when my dad uh, married my mother, uh, she was, uh, they were a pretty close-knit Church of Christ family. Uh, so I remember as a youngster going to Church of Christ, uh, but then it became infrequent after a period of time. So probably when I was eight, maybe okay. nine years old, we started being that, uh, twice a year kind of family I got you yeah or three times a year yeah uh and uh one of a real quick story vivid memory was my maternal grandmother came down one time to, to watch over me and my sister and she uh, said uh well we're going to take you to church I said sure I get that and everything and then she said well we're going to church this evening and I said well, already been to church what what would you to church nobody does that uh i didn't say much the rest of the the the, the time she spent with us but anyway uh great family good-hearted we uh we we, i got a lot of uh, good uh bible teaching and and enjoyed it all but then fell away uh family stopped going and i had no connections to Mm -hmm. stay with it um and then uh i met my uh, my bride-to-be, Deborah Keller, who, her name was Coyle. Uh, she lived two houses down from me on the same street. Oh, okay. Uh, her family's Catholic. What's, what city was this? Corpus Christi, okay. sorry, Okay. yeah. 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 She lived uh, two houses down and her family was Catholic. She went to Catholic uh, mm-hmm. school and um, she and I traded barbs with each other and finally decided, well, might as well date each other a little bit. Got to know each other and got married, and uh, of all people, uh, my dad, who was not a devout churchgoer, or, or, or uh, he would use the name Christian, but uh, he would use it loosely in his life, I got um, yeah. cool. asked us to come to one of his company outings that had a couple there that were Church of Christ Heritage, and they were named the Cullens, Mike and Debbie Cullen. Okay. Uh, And they, we had been, we were married about a year, nearly two years, and uh, we were searching. find our way as young adults and understand how long had
0: y'all been married two years two
1: years and when how old were you when you got married oh gee whiz Casey (laughs) I have to Uh, I I was I was 18 and she was 17 yes okay and and my mother-in-law had to sign papers to say I could marry her so (laughs) I'm sure
0: that was a fun conversation to have. it was a
1: great yeah she uh she 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 ran me out of the house on the first run of the yeah, conversation. <laughs> <laughs> we all are happily married still, so yes. it all worked out. How long have you been married? Forty-three. Forty-three wow, years. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, thank okay. you. Thank you. So anyway, the unique story about this is yeah. they, uh, uh, my dad introduced us to this couple, that worked, uh, this young man that worked for him and his wife, and we were searching, and they said, why don't you all come over and just visit with us, and maybe we'll do a little Bible study. So we did.
0: Why not? It was yeah. in my
1: heart for some time. Uh, Deborah and I uh, got baptized the exact same day, Okay, back to back. Cool. Uh, don't ask me who at first. I can't tell you. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, all I remember is our our young son, which was just months old, screaming in the audience <laughs> because somebody was <laughs> holding him he, he didn't know who it really was. So yeah. anyway, uh, and so we... We went to church at Windsor Park Church of Christ, uh, Sit Down, uh, old church, and yeah. we just really got ingrained into into church life, okay, and, and and that sort of thing. Now, was it there that you met
0: Brenda Key?
1: No, no. Brenda okay. gave you a shout, gave you yeah. and Deb a huge shout out yeah. in, in her story. So, so, so my life, uh, my career path uh, had me travel throughout, uh, had me move throughout Texas about four or five times. I moved from um, from San Antonio to Victoria to okay. Corpus Christi to San Antonio to Victoria to San Antonio, <laughs> in that order. Uh, not because I wanted to as much, yeah, as, yeah. as much as I was following my career. Yeah. And um, so when we moved, um, we moved away from Corpus Christi to San Antonio to further my career. And then from the job I was with in San Antonio wasn't working out, so we went to Victoria completely new city didn't know anybody mm-hmm. met brenda key okay and uh, she was uh, very instrumental in our life we only lived there about six or eight months and we moved to corpus christi and then brenda would come and visit us very close we've stayed close with her for these 25 to 28 years or yeah, whatever it's been a long yeah. time so yeah. anyway um so through Uh, got a got really ingrained into church life in victoria very good community Uh, corpus christi was and then when we finally landed here in 98 um, brenda was already here and going to northwest okay so uh, deborah came up uh, came up to scout areas and churches and houses and everything before me and she said we're gonna live in the northwest side of San Antonio. That's so, awesome.
0: Yeah. Have you all been in that same house that you're in for?
1: No. No. Okay. Uh, so we've uh, we lived in the in the in the area, uh, but we bought that home about 18 years ago. Okay. or So is is where we've been in.
0: It. Your front porch is beautiful. Oh it's, yeah. It's it's so beautiful. <laughs> it's what a great sitting spot. Well,
1: th- well, if. Uh, I my wife allows me to come home and eat there and sleep there. And... <laughs> no, it's her. It's her, And she she does I know a beautiful she's put a lot of work into does it. a beautiful home. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So you talked a little bit about how you ended up at Northwest and how you got ingrained there. So it's Brenda that kind of got you all uh, mm-hmm. really connected in there. And and so you mentioned that y'all left for a little bit, went to a church down the road, and then came back. Mm-hmm. What is it that's kept you coming back
1: all this time? So when we uh when we had a heart for uh for for still saying you know we're not settled and we came back and we said this is home
0: Mm.
1: we felt a deep deep sense of this is home uh and uh the uh, the people in uh when we went away and came back it was in the early 2000s uh we just really felt it it was a deep connection there to be back Mm. in the right place so uh, uh i think uh the, the loving connection uh, between some people that have either passed on or moved on mm-hmm. uh, was what brought us back and and certainly n- nurturing new uh, new connections and everything yeah so yeah absolutely well it's that's a long time to be at one church yeah I,
0: I don't there's not a whole lot of people not just ministers but people in general who tend to not stay at churches that long it's, it's not necessarily they just get they don't like it and then they leave but People move. People mm-hmm. have light. I mean, you experienced that mm-hmm. uh, in a, to an extremity at one point where yep. you're constantly shifting. And so I think that's really special that you've been here and you've chosen to stick it out. Yeah. Especially when every church, whether people are willing to acknowledge this and realize it or not, Every church has been through rough patches. Yeah. They, Every single one.
1: That's right. That's true. And so, a reminiscing time would be that uh, you, the class you teach in the uh, glassed-in classroom, yeah. which we used to call the library, yeah. was the exact same classroom I sat in in 98. Okay. With a bunch of young people. That's why you still come. That's, uh, that's why I still come <laughs> in there. Yeah. Where are uh, all the books? That's, where, so, I'm, where, that's where I'm supposed to be. No, and it's it's uh, reminiscent, but it's also gratified to see yeah. a new generation yeah. learning and growing together and living life together. Mm-hmm.
0: And there's a lot of people in that generation. I think you were in this conversation this past Sunday, but we're talking about we've kind of outgrown that classroom and so we're moving to the auditorium and i've got several who are like wait really we really love this room and so it's becoming that way for them too where they're thinking about you know we'd love to have a group that's
1: still meeting here at that time yeah so it's uh, you've packed them in there and the group has packed themselves in and and i remember it being very packed in in my my time too so yeah anyway that's awesome so uh So
0: you were here, if you've been here 23 years, that means that around year 20, Mm -hmm. this conversation starts to come up about, hey, our church is going to appoint uh, more shepherds, Mm -hmm. and the ones we have are great. We want to even add more, just so we can look after the body, and and so in a more in-depth way to pay attention to individuals. Because for these churches that will have 300 people coming on a regular basis and only four elders, that's a lot of people sure to is. keep up with. Yep. And so um, our church, we were around 400 at the time that that mm-hmm. happened, um, ended up having what was it 13 elders. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it, it made it a lot more possible to reach out into the body. And so as we're looking at adding elders, your name comes up. Mm-hmm. So when you get approached or the idea of this starts to happen, what what was some of the process, what was some of your thinking at that time?
1: First uh thing that came to my mind is okay, I don't know that I have the spiritual uh, fortitude so to speak. I don't know that I have the depth of, of spirituality yeah. that's that's needed for that. Mm. And the thing that kept coming over and over in my mind is ask, reverse in the interview or reverse in the responses, say, why me? Mm. Yeah. So the, the folks that would approach me, I asked direct questions back, how did I come to your mind? Mm. Why would it be me? What attributes do you see? Help me understand this. Uh, and then from that, uh, certainly Deborah and myself prayed over it and talked about it. Um, Asked some other uh, folks if if, if they saw that opportunity, mm-hmm. uh, went through the process and 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 asked some questions through the interview process back at people that were talking to me, um, and really, really tried to pull myself out of the decision process mm. and just let let it it lie with the shepherds and lie with God about about how it was to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Uh, and through that, I got a, a big sense of peace from it, uh, because you and I have talked about this in another venue, Is you you're, you don't get invested into that, and when you don't get invested into that decision, uh, you sh- you sure can honor that decision that's that's made, mm-hmm. and you can you can get on board sometimes yeah. a little a little better. So. Absolutely. So
0: you end up having these conversations, things start kind of going Mm -hmm. through, and Mm -hmm. you get appointed a shepherd. I I want to dive into a little bit more of Mm -hmm. kind of what your experience has been in doing this. Sure. Um, So I guess two questions that have come to my mind is, is what is, and kind of twofold, what is something about being a shepherd that those who are not shepherds don't get to see it, but it is so life-giving? It is so it is such a blessing, it's a joy, it's what keeps you coming back. What what's a thing or two
1: there that you experience that you think, man, this is this is why I signed up to do this? Yeah. So I think it's it's really centered around the, the people and the those the, the, the Christ followers at Northwest and it's it's how they um, it's how they respond to an encouragement. Mm-hmm. It's how they uh, look for advice. It's how um, God teaches your heart to speak those things that need to be spoken. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's those things that you know where the Spirit's moving. That it is it's it's really fulfilling that you can be part of of, of God's. Complete will and plan—I say complete—but the will and plan to be able to move that through to yeah. to the body, to the family—that's uh, very life-giving, and it and it does sustain you uh, with with everything that's going on. We we have a uh, like I said on uh, this past Sunday, a lot of energy, time, and focus are moved to that to that area in your life, and uh, so. Uh, it's good that you point that out, Casey, that we need to, leaders and especially shepherds need to think about what is that life-giving moment that, mm-hmm. that's happening because that, that fills you back up. Yeah. Uh, that, that that continues. To, and it's there. Mm-hmm. You just have to look for it. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah. It, it, so naturally, as a human, you know you're going to start chasing anything and everything. Mm-hmm. Well, and I want people to hear this because
0: oftentimes at many churches, people will see elders as basically glorified board of directors. Yeah. And if we're looking at the biblical model, that is a part of their role, but it's kind
1: of a small part, yeah. honestly. So it's something I struggle with because because that's the world I live in. Yeah. I, I yeah. live I live in those uh, those things and uh, and those in those functions of I make a decision I made I probably made. Fifteen decisions this morning yeah, that I, yeah. that nobody questioned me on, it. I just made it, and it went on. Uh, so, so I think the other part of the uh, the life giving that's helped me is uh, to bring that grace and and mercy to those around me, even at work and everything mm-hmm. too, and and try to, uh, that that's that's overflowed out of my life, and it should be to where it should flow out of all of your life. But I think it's. It's helped me along in that path on a personal way, mm-hmm. uh, in, a, in, a, in a in a in a big way. Because in business it can be pretty cut and dried, and mm-hmm. um, in in life, and exper especially in in spirituality, certainly God's word yeah. is truth and we stand upon it. But there's nuances and areas that you just have to work through with people. Yeah, and and it's and it it's. You don't you don't say it and just walk away. You say yep. it with care and loving and and, and staying close to them.
0: Mm-hmm. I'd say I think probably my favorite experience with our eldership in my short time here, because basically the amount of time that I've been a minister, you've been a you've been an elder here. So <laughs> they, right. They're almost like identical. Um, has been. Uh, A little over a year ago, when we did a book study over Pursuing Um, God's Will Together by Ruth Haley Barton, and it was all about communal discernment, what that looks like. We learned about the prayer of discernment or the prayer of indifference and saying, God, I am completely indifferent, or help me to be completely indifferent Mm -hmm. because ultimately I want what you want. So make it clear what you want. That's what I want, even if it's what. I
1: thought I didn't want. That's right. And that's challenging. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes. I mean, this so, so again, that takes you your 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 you call yourself a leader. You are a leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're you've got this innate sense that it's it's up to you to, to move, yeah. make it happen. Yeah, and when you when you do pray that prayer of indifference and I was referring to that a little bit about stepping away from the decision. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's it, it 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 does make it real about what we're a part of and we're part of yeah. we're part of what God is trying to do and we're just coming alongside of him and getting it done yeah, and, yeah. Uh, instead of hey God come along with me mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd rather join up with you the other way yeah so uh, so and and leadership uh, they, they, they uh, for everybody listening or whoever, whoever will listen leadership in in a spiritual fashion is much different Mm-hmm. it's it it has to be coming alongside of those that are looking to you for that and those that you're looking to mm-hmm. god the son and spirit on, on what to do so yeah. it's both those combined yes that relational side is is just paramount mm-hmm. in it
0: by all means so and you, you kind of hinted at this a little bit but there is also parts of of anyone who who knows shepherds well know there is a you know there's a life-giving part of being a shepherd it's also a life-taking part of it there's yeah. also an exhaustion we don't want to go into a ton of details and and based off the conversations we've had I, I don't think it's there's been so many life-taking things that that's why you have that's mm-hmm. why you feel moved in this certain direction but those do things do happen so sure. can you talk a little bit about what what has been a challenge of being a shepherd what's been life taking about it
1: yeah so the 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 things that I would recall on that would be the those things that creep in, uh, to your mind, um, that let's call it what, what I would call it the evil one trying to creep into my mind to say, ah, you really messed that one up. Didn't you, John? You flubbed that one up a little bit. Uh, you, um, you're sure interested about this part of the church, but you're not interested about, uh, Joe Smith that's hurting over there. Why didn't you call him today? Mm. Um, so the, the, that, that became early on. That became uh, regretful for me,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it, and yeah. it, and I live. I lived with a little bit of regret that I wasn't making some of these things happen that I know deep down I should happen. Um, but then I I, I uh, listened to my wife one time and, <laughs> and and picked myself up one time and said, you know what, do it now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If you're thinking about it, just do it. If it's somebody that you felt you should have touched before, touch them now. Mm. And so I'm kind of putting those two together. But the the life taking is you can you can you can listen to to stories about yourself in your mind. You can listen to uh, listen to that negativity, and that can that can bring you down. And that's not what it's about.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it's about living in grace, walking in grace, even for leadership. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and, and knowing that, 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 that we're okay uh, and that we're going to pick ourselves up. And if we, if we think about it, do it. Yeah. Make it happen. I,
0: I'll say this on behalf of the elders and ministers here. In addition to the elders and ministers at most churches, mm-hmm. um, and, and for any of you who are not one of those two things, please keep this in mind when, when you talk to leadership in your church. There are always there is usually at least one elder minister at every church, who is walking around wondering, do I even belong here? Yeah, do am I even qualified to be doing this? Am I making the right choices? Um, is God disappointed in me? Are the people disappointed? And it is Sat like you talked about Satan creeping in, mm-hmm. that's a big thing. And it's not even necessarily you or I take a criticism of something that we said or did. Sometimes we. It just happens. Yep. It just does and it's not anybody's fault. No one says anything, but that's just how Satan
1: operates oftentimes. Yeah. So so that's right. So family, fellowship, body, whoever's yeah. listening, encourage yeah. each other. Let's live life together. And encourage each other yeah and and know that uh that uh casey looks like he has it all together but you know what he may need a hug every once (laughs) in a while not even a little (laughs) bit man. not even a little bit
0: so yeah that i think that's a huge portion and there's been times when you know if if we put down how long we've been a shepherd or how long we've been coming to that church or how long we've been a christian or um for what what our education is in, in seminary and those and those things can have value, but at the end of the day, I think a lot of this comes back to calling. Mm-hmm. And we start questioning our calling. Mm-hmm. and And for many of us, we're thinking is, have I just been completely misunderstanding God all this time? Yeah, And one of the darkest times in my life, like i I wasn't having marital problems. i I was great with my kids. My ministry was going well. I just felt so disconnected from God, and I was misreading and misunderstanding what he was calling me to and I didn't know how to express it to anybody. Yeah. And so there was a six month stretch where I mean the people close to me said, Casey, you're depressed. Yeah. And I mean I might have been honestly, but a lot of it was I felt distant yeah from from God and I felt distant from my calling. Yeah. And that's that's a life taking thing. Oh
1: sure it is. Yeah. Yeah. So so I think and and if, if I could expand upon that a little yeah. bit is is this journey I went through recently, uh for about six months, is it? It came as a, it started as a simple question in my mind: How are we doing, John? In my mind, I'm all by myself on a hike, and I'm, yeah, just, yeah. I'm just doing self reflection and, and trying to just think through things. And, if you podcasted your hikes, I would love it. And just yeah, thought you out loud, <laughs> I would subscribe to that podcast. <laughs> well, I'd have to edit some of it. No, I, <laughs> you get a little tired out there sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. That's right. So you, you you think about that a little bit. And I mean, I thought about that. And then it, it led to a reflection about my life and where I was at. Uh, one. One thing that I'll share that I haven't shared with with any soul owner, uh, any soul anywhere, was uh, a year or two ago, I wrote everybody a letter who was closest to me and said, What can I do for you over the next five years? Mm. And um, I will tell you, those are my family. Uh, Some of them never answered me. (laughs) 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and some of them answered me very well and everything so yeah. i reflected back on that too mm-hmm. and then i was able to see clearly I, I believe truly god was showing me clearly you you're at a, a at a juncture in time john where it, there's there's some difficulties and i believe you need to you need to dive into some of these things mm. Not personally with me, difficulties, but there, there's, there's some far-reaching things in my uh, children or grandchildren or, or our marriage that we just, yeah. that I need to be able to be there. Yeah. And so that, those were exposed clearly. There wasn't any vaguities to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then the process started with, is this, uh, how do I do this? Mm-hmm. And so you deal with that for sixty days or thirty days, yeah. And, yeah. and work through it. And, and and it and it came to the decision that I I've got this time period that I need to refocus my energy and effort yeah. in. So and again, uh, as we've recounted our story and things like that. I mean, I I love the body here. I love the church here. Yeah. and uh, and you're still going to be a part. Uh, I'm still here. Yeah. Uh, so it's just uh, it it it's. Uh, it's strange to go to a journey of being a shepherd and then to lay it off to the side, but I think again it's what it's what God's teaching me personally in my life too, mm-hmm. and I and I'm going to take it as that and 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 understand it that way and and go forward that way and ha- have him lead me. So mm-hmm. uh, I hope everybody will join me in that and yeah. and 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 be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm but yeah, I'll I'll be here. I'll, Y'all are going to let me have the microphone Sunday, so... I that's mean. right, that's right.
0: we got a congregational <laughs> meeting coming up. So, yeah, that, that'll be happening. And that's, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, we made the announcement this past Sunday and and talked about your decision to to step down and, and with a special focus on various members of your family and that mm-hmm. needing more of your attention in this season of life. And yep. that's, that's where you're at. There are no ill feelings, no ill will. Mm-hmm. You're still a part of our church. Um, and that... You don't officially step down until the end of this year, yep. which is why we're having you do the congregational meeting. We need our money's <laughs> worth out of you, man. Yeah, I tried. Uh, uh, yeah, I tried
1: to. I, I, tried to, <laughs> I, I said something uh, to the to the leadership at one meeting. I said, "I guess maybe I'm speaking as a consultant now." Oh no, you're not. No, you're all in. <laughs> anyway, you yeah. guys, you guys have all been great on on the meetings. You still listen to. My points of view and, and the thoughts and I appreciate that so much and and yeah so that that's accepting too mm-hmm. and yeah. and I want I want to to do everything I can to be able to to expose the things I may be personally working on that others will yeah. not know all those things are done I want to finish that part well yeah so
0: well and and to reiterate uh, when you when you let us know it was not this great thanks we're so glad to get rid of you and so yeah. sure go ahead. No, so much as the way you articulated it and communicated it to us in this here's where I really believe that God is calling me to in this season of life. You know, the elders, ministers we're all sitting here thinking, Who are we to get in the way of this? And and so if it was almost this as much as we hate losing you as an elder, not Mm -hmm. not as a person at our church, but your your leadership and guidance in our church, at least I'll speak for me, I felt a lot of uh, peace mm-hmm. about this. Just in that, ultimately, we each need to do what God is calling us to yeah. do. And you have been in tune to where God is calling you to, and it's something different than what it has been the last three years. Yeah, and that's not just an okay thing; that's a good thing.
1: Yeah, I, I appreciate that affirmation. And and it's it's where I finally got to mm. uh, that that I'm I'm part of this process, and and I need to go ahead with it. Um, And, and yeah, so we'll, we'll see where we go from here (laughs) and we'll, we'll enjoy it together and, and, uh, uh, we'll still love people and still work with people and and still do life together. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, um, you know, this podcast is called sodas and stories. And so the origin of it came, we would share a soda Uh and shortly after I said, welcome to sodas and stories, I realized I did not get either of us a soda. That's right. And that's totally on me. Okay. What would you have wanted had you gotten one?
1: Iced tea and
0: sweetwood with lemon, please. That's your main <laughs> one every time. Is that a, That's your Sonic uh, go-to drink?
1: Yeah, wherever I'm at. It doesn't okay. really matter where yeah, I'm at. Every time. Okay. <laughs> I have
0: to have sugar in mine or I can't. And that's actually, we were talking before we started the podcast that I'm trying to be healthy oh, yeah. uh, starting this week. And so sweet tea is like my number one to stay away. Because once I start, I don't stop. That's it right. It just keeps going and going. Yeah. So, um... Okay. Well, that's good to know. So on part two of the podcast, when your wife joins us Uh and you do a dual podcast together, um, just out of curiosity, we were talking about this in the office this morning. If you, if there was a movie made about your life, who would you want to have cast you? Who
1: would I want to cast
0: to play John
1: Keller? uh, Wow. If there was a movie about my life and who would be the actor? I know. I I think
0: about this. Uh, and I have changed actors at least a dozen times for myself. Really, I don't even know who I'm Ellen right now.
1: Yeah, I think I, I'll I'll go with somebody respectable. I think Tom Hanks. I think. Yeah, you know? yeah. I would. Yeah, and
0: which automatically means people would go see it. Yeah, that's right. That's like, what I'm thinking about a lot, Casey. <laughs>
1: people would actually go watch this movie. They say, "Who's Keller? I don't know, but this Tom Hanks guy, I gotta go see him." Okay. <laughs>
0: Well, you've you've had a profound impact on a lot of people's lives, and I and I told you a couple of weeks ago that my son, yeah. who's six, yeah. um, has started naming everything John Keller, yeah. and and I've mentioned uh, he has a stuffed animal. It's a lion. He said, "Hey, Dad, I got this new lion stuffed animal from from my Gigi, is my mom." And yeah. I said, "Okay, what are you gonna name?" He said, "John Keller." Mm-hmm. And I said, "What? Like after the guy at our church?" He goes, "Who?" Who at our church? I said, John (laughs) Keller. There's a John Keller at our church. He goes, I'm not sure I know who that is. I said, he's an elder at our church. You've spoken to him before. And he's like, yeah, I'm not really sure. But, you know, the guy's name is still John Keller. Uh And then I asked him this past week. We had a conversation with all our kids of what, when, uh, if and when you have children, what do you plan on naming those children? Mm -hmm. You know, Audrey and Addison, my two older ones, they've actually given this thought. They've planned it out. Yeah, my two little ones. That's the fun one yeah, to get because, yeah, yeah. like, Millie, my youngest, she's four, uh-huh. and she came up with unicorn and mermaid, and yeah. I mean, those kids are not going to be—they're going to get bullied quite a bit in school. But my son then said, "John Keller." I'm going to John Keller. I said, "Like <laughs> after that," and again, I go after the guy at our church, the elder. He goes, "Who?" I was like, like, we talked about this last week. He said, "No, the lion." I'm going said, to name him after the, a lion. After a stuffed animal lion. That's <laughs> he's just had a profound impact in my life. So whether you know whether you realize it or not, that's you know we talked in our class about Elijah and Elisha. Yeah. And so Elijah being one of those guys who mentors you, who, yeah. who shows you the ropes, and Elisha is someone you are mentoring. Mm-hmm. And so I hope you understand, like you've been Elijah for me and Thank so many you. others. I mentioned this in front of the whole church that like. There have been people at this church who, who and in every church who who are just difficult. And, mm-hmm. and not not their life is just in the dumpster necessarily so much as they aren't great at working with people. Yep. And, in general. And yeah, you're in the business world. You know this. <laughs> and and so you had this uncanny ability to love
1: these people through what Thank they you. will put others through. Where does that come from? I look at it as a person. And this person is 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 bringing me what they feel is a value mm. so I'm saying okay uh, I'm not going to judge that value right now I'm gonna try to learn more if I can that's where I make my mistake okay <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so just just try just trying to touch them where they're at and yeah. and sometimes there's not common ground but mm. a lot of times there's a little bit of common ground somewhere yeah and you just try to touch that and, and mm. go forward if you can so that's powerful yeah
0: well John, I've had fun. Me too. This has been good. Yeah. And so I I do think a part two with Deb would be sure. awesome. We'd have to convince her to do it. Yeah. I don't know, if we get the right soda in here, there's there's a shot, right? Hers
1: would be water. Hers would be water. Right. Right?
0: That's, <laughs> we can work with that. Yeah. She is, she's not a tea person. Oh tea person. that's right.
1: She might be hot tea. Hot tea. Oh, okay. Okay. And it'd be Uh, either morning, early, which that's probably not good for all of us, Uh, but (laughs) afternoon tea? Yeah. Certainly. Yeah. It's on
0: tap. All right. Well, we'll make that happen. So, well, man, thank you so much for joining and being a part of this, and we are excited for what God's going to do through you. you and your family in this next chapter. We're hoping we get to become a part of it. I hope you also know there are people at our church who are elders and just don't have that title. Bud Smith, I'm talking to you right now. <laughs> so I hope you know, John Keller, that yeah. this is also going to be you where sure. you're still having a shepherd role. And you're not in those meetings, and yeah. you're not doing the regular reach-out kind of things and the shepherd's prayer. Yeah. That doesn't mean you don't shepherd yeah, that's at right. the same
1: time. So. I, I think I think God's going to show me that portion, too, how, yeah. how it needs to be. So. Yeah, looking absolutely. Forward, looking forward to it.
0: Well, cool. John, thank you so much, and you guys, the rest of you guys have a good week. Thank you so much to John Keller for taking time out of his busy schedule to come out and visit with us. Uh, Man, that guy is just awesome. So if you ever get a chance to reach out, talk to him, his amazing wife, Deb, and hear more about their story, I highly encourage you to do so. Hopefully we'll start doing some more of these uh, a little more consistently than we have in the past. But with uh, with that being said, we're going to let you go. You guys have a blessed week, and we'll see you next time. Look how I shine for you, look how I shine for you.